0: who fans and welcome to the big blue box podcast my name's gary my name's adam and we're at episode 126 one day i shall come back oh dear we are in trouble aren't we no, i've reversed the polarity of the neutron flow so the target should be free of the force field now i have the advantage of being slightly ahead of you sometimes behind you but normally ahead of you the trouble with time travel what is one never seems to find the time. Change, my dear, and it seems on a moment too soon.
1: Unlimited rice pudding, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. A meteor storm, that the sky above us was
2: dancing with light. Purple, green, brilliant yellow. Yes.
0: I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. It's more like a big ball, wibbly wobbly, timey wimey stuff. Just remember who's standing in your way. Look at the eyebrows attack eyebrows. You can take bottle top off with these. <laughs> howdy, 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 Do-Who fans. Welcome to episode 126. Hope you've had a cracking week and that you've managed to do something Doctor Who related. Coming up on today's show, we've got some news to go through. Um, and then we've got a couple of bits. We've got some interesting merch, actually. Something that we've spoken about recently was the lack of stuff coming out this year. Mm. Namely from character. Yeah. But they might have rectified that. Possibly. (laughs) Maybe. We'll see. We'll go through that. Then we're on to our review of old Ruffles the third doctor. The girls of Peladon (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Oh dear. That was a first watch for me, that one I'd not seen that one before. Oh, really? Yes. Ah. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to talking through that. First, though, yeah. Mr. Adam, how have you been, buddy?
1: Well, I've been... <laughs> I can't do the thing in the jar. Um, I've, been, I've been good. Thank you very much. Um, I was a bit inspired by you last week because you, you managed to cram in a lot of Doctor Who stuff. Yeah. You watched a lot of Doctor Who. So um, uh, this week I thought, right, I'm going to do a bit of that because my, my partner's away for a couple of weeks so i've got the house to myself excellent what? Ah, i've got the television yeah. all to myself <laughs> um so i've managed to cram in some good doctor who stuff this week um i watched canine and company which i mentioned last week i actually did watch it mm-hmm. yeah was yeah. um yes it's interesting is the word I, I quite enjoyed it in a very nostalgic way um i don't know <laughs> if we'll ever review it on the podcast but um but yeah it was enjoyable it was good it was good nostalgic um watch um and then the other night um because i was toying up between two things to watch and uh the other one was an adventure in space and time because we've mentioned it so much recently i thought yeah i'll give that another watch um so i watched that the other night as well
0: snap, and snap, 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 do you
1: know what snap. it is just the best i cannot put into words so how much i love that that drama I just every time i watch it i'm just absolutely transfixed and amazed at the amount of effort you know that went into that to recreate all the sets and the performances in it and i i just fell in love with it all over
0: again it's just so so good amazing we must have watched that on a similar night then because i think i watched it on sunday night yeah something like that yeah blubbering like a like a baby at the end yeah me too and the good
1: thing was i normally because i think the last time i watched i was watching with my partners and trying to you know trying not to show any emotion because i'm a man and we don't cry exactly um, so i you know i normally have to sort of pretend i'm looking you know uh out the window or something and yeah no i'm not crying um but i didn't have to worry about this time so i just let it all out let it go <laughs> so mate. I, was just like, <clears throat> I was just like oh this is so good this is so good i was crying and it's there's a couple of bits i mean the bit where he um, Sydney Newman has to tell Hartnell he's being replaced. Mm. That's that speech because of the, the so well acted between the two of them. You know yeah. saying yes, absolutely, we need change. And I was just thinking, oh, Paul, you know this this guy's actually being told he's got to go, and it's heartbreaking. Mm. But yeah, the bit that really gets you is, is the end, isn't it, where it says I don't want to go. And I just thought, what a lovely it's a lovely throwback to the the new series mm. and you know him saying it, and the way he delivers it and
0: everything is yeah david oh. bradley he's just amazing wow. he's wow well, it's just one of his best i know it's, i'm not it's saying really that because good. it's doctor who but it's one of his best yeah uh, performances really and it is very emotional the music is beautiful as well oh it is it is yeah really nice music to that one and it does get you it does get you that last it scene really where he's did. leaning on the fireplace and he's <laughs> he's breaking down yeah, Because that role was kind of rejuvenated him, really, because he was stuck doing like military roles, wasn't he, for a long time yeah. and like same old thing. And then this came along, he, unsure about it, but then it just, yeah, it was one of the best things for him. I loved it because yeah.
1: he fell in love with the role, didn't he? He just sort of really because it was so different and you know and when he went out like you know the scenes of him sort of with the kids in the park going you're doctor who and he's like am i and all this sort of thing he really got into it didn't he and um yeah. brutal love the role so it's it so heartbreaking when it's taken away from him at the end um hmm. oh i just love that drama i just i can never get over how great it is every time i watch it i just sit there like almost open mouth like yeah. in terms of like the production and like you said the david bradley and I can't remember which panel talk it was I was at last year or maybe even the year before. It might have been Cardiff. I can't remember now. Um, And I can't remember who it was saying it as well. But while I was watching, I was trying to remember one of the companions um, on a panel talk was saying she didn't think David Bradley encompassed Bill Hartnell. She said he did a really good performance, but he wasn't Bill Hartnell. And I can never remember who it was said that. I I was quite shocked because I've always thought he was fantastic. As, as bill mm-hmm. hartnell yeah. but what i like about it is i is, is i don't think he i think he seems to have made a decision not to he's not trying to do hartnell's voice um he's just trying to sort of get the essence of hartnell rather than impersonation yeah, yeah. is what i always think you know he's, he's so for me i think he really does capture the essence of hartnell but um but i couldn't help but think of that and it was driving me mad trying to think who said it because i was like I wanted to sort of get up and say, no, you're wrong. David Bradley's fantastic (laughs) in it. Um, But it was one of the, obviously one of the, it wasn't Annika Wills. It was, um, it must have been one of the, you know, older companions. It It wasn't Caroline Ford either, but whoever it was, yeah, just said, you know, he was great, but he wasn't Bill Hartnell. But for me, I think he's he's superb in it. Um,
0: Well, that's a good uh, thing because you you wouldn't want to try and do an exact impression because you know, then you might come off as a bit sort of caricature and you don't want that. You just want to, like you say, you just have the essence of, of what he was about. Grumpiness. yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Because otherwise you get what we get straight after that amazing scene where he's saying, I don't want to go that, that whole emotional impact is almost, um, taken away by, reese shearsmith doing a very bad impersonation <laughs> yeah of patrick shouting because for me that's the one bit that takes me out of it because i just think it, it's just awful mm-hmm. um it's the only thing in the whole program that i think lets it down thankfully it's only very brief but that's that to me is somebody doing an impersonation whereas david bradley is, is just very naturally sort of mm-hmm. like you said getting the essence of the character so yeah
0: yeah but um, and it finishes off really nicely with the actual clip of hartnell saying his little speech at the end yeah yeah and that just closes it off perfectly you know just that nice little speech and then that's oh i'm i'm choking up mate think i know i know
1: <laughs> it gets me every time i tell you i could just i could just watch it over and over again i could literally go and put it on now um how do you feel about the matt smith bit by the way because i quite like that and some people didn't did they oh yes uh, yeah see, i quite like it
0: very decisive wasn't it between yeah. some people absolutely I've, I think it's a magical little moment I think it's perfectly suited for it. I know a lot of people don't like it mm. but um I, I think it's a, a wonderful uh, piece in there
1: yeah I do because he doesn't Matt doesn't say anything does he I couldn't no. remember if he had a line but I think he just literally looks up and then Handel gives a look as if yeah I mean David Bradley's face I took a screenshot of it a, a picture I mean because I was going to post it on Facebook and then forgot but um it's just his face, just looking across, thinking, "Yes, you know, the show will go on." Mm. Yeah, I think it's a nice moment. I know, I know, Matt jumps from one side of the console to the other, doesn't he? <laughs> I think that's what a lot of people say. It's like, "Oh, it's green screen. He's one minute he's behind it, and then he's in front of it, and then he's behind it." But he's, yeah, it doesn't bother me because he's not actually there. It's just,
2: no, it's, he's
1: he's yeah. just seeing the future. You know, seeing the future. At least that's what it's meant to be. But so many nice little details, though. Yeah. So many, yeah.
0: Mark uh, Mark Gates' his finest Who work for me
1: i think so i think yeah, yeah i think he because it's something he says on the little making of it so, um, something he's wanted to do for years i think he really you know mm. he's really sort of put his heart into it so it's a fantastic piece yeah so yeah i'm glad uh, glad i got to watch that again disappointed that, um, though
0: that we haven't had a proper blu-ray release for it in the uk
1: no, part, yeah, because I see people always moan at me because I I always say that I always say it was shot in HD. You know, Blu-ray is is just a format. At the end of the day, it's a it's the new format, so it should be on mm-hmm. Blu-ray. Um, yes, we got it in the fiftieth set, but you know that sold out pretty quick. Yeah. Um. So you you know you can't go into a shop, in other words, and easily pick up that drama on Blu-ray, which is really frustrating. Um. I bought I bought an import of it. You, um, that's right yeah yeah i've got like a, i forget where it's from i don't think it's american i'm not sure so i've got a, i've got a blu-ray import which plays on the uk player it's um i think it's bizarre because it comes with two dvds so it's got it's got the blu-ray of adventure in space and time and then it's got two dvds one of which is an unearthly child but they're a different region so you can't i can't play them but i can play locked, the blu-ray yeah. yeah so but it is it is strange it's it's just uh, watching it again. I just think it's so brilliantly produced. I can't believe again. It just shows the BBC really just having no, like, you know, <laughs> I think I've said this before you can get and no offense to wizards and aliens because you know, it was good in its own little way and people liked it, <laughs> but you can get wizards and aliens versus aliens on Blu-ray or <laughs> <Well>, you could <laughs> yeah. at the time, but you can't get an adventure in space. You know, and it's, it's just, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Asp- it bugs me a little,
0: especially as it's, um, I was going to say it's not—it's uh, not an old episode that's gone through, you know, some kind of mastering or upscale or whatever. This is actually, like you say, it's it was made and shot in HD. Yeah. So yeah. it's you know, and other countries have got the Blu-ray. So it's bizarre why they haven't released it here as a as a UK Blu-ray. It's, um, and a lot of people did say, well, you don't, we don't really want it on Blu-ray because it's meant to look retro and old and so on. But that's not yeah it it might be set in that period where it's old and you know mm. back in the sixties, but if you'd watch it on blue i've I've only got it as part of the fiftieth set, yeah yeah and um it's looks just so lovely in h d. it looks really good and you have to watch in h d. to appreciate all those little details that they're bringing through so yeah. when you when you see like um the the sets that they recreated for it and all that stuff, it looks fantastic in h d yeah, so, uh, it
1: does. I mean, I'm thinking of the shot, like the shots when we zoom in from the sort of ceiling down towards the TARDIS mm. <clears throat> time rotor and how beautiful just that shot is. I mean, the direction, it's amazing. So oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it does. It really bugs me that it's not sort of easily available on Blu-ray because it is just so good. Although I guess oh, I suppose a lot of fans would have it, you know, would have found it. But it, yeah, it is, it is just a annoying little thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll speak to Mark about that at some point. Yeah. Speak to who? Mark. Mark, yeah,
1: we'll have a word with Mark. Well, he must right. have been a bit bemused as well. Um it's just yeah, it's just the BBC, isn't it? It's the
0: babe, isn't it? Yeah. It's
1: the beep. Um so yeah, a bit of TV watching. Got that all in, so that's all good. Um and I have <laughs> I have done something else uh, while my partner's been away. Um I was told I wasn't allowed something. <laughs> because because of running out of room, it wasn't uh, I mean it's not cheap, but um but it was more the fact we haven't got any room. But uh as as uh I am here on my own oh, for no. a couple of weeks, so I treated myself <laughs> to something online, <laughs> oh, which was here we go the Robert Harrop Tardis.
0: <gasps> oh yes, the Tardis, which
1: I have wanted ever since we saw it in the cabinet in um, at the Doctor Who festival, wasn't mm. it? Do you remember? As soon yeah. as I saw it, do you remember dragging me away from the cabinet? That um, and that and the, that and the, the Sonic Tongs, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, but no, I've, I finally bought it um, as I said, just because I thought I might be able to just sneak that in the house; it might not get noticed. And I'll tell you what—it was ninety-nine pounds. So it's hundred pounds. Um, it is probably one of the best things I've ever bought. I I cannot stop staring at it. Mm-hmm. It is a the piece of it's just beautiful. Basically, it's the most gorgeous Tardis um, model. What would you call it? Yeah, model.
0: Yeah, it's or like car, what are they made of? Because you've got the Sea Devil, haven't you? Yeah, they're like, made of. It's um, just, I think like a polystone. Uh, sort of resin um I'm not sure about the TARDIS is it wood or is it the polystone like the figures
1: I know it's like the figures yeah
0: yeah yeah so um it's I yeah I saw a picture that you put on Facebook um a couple of days ago and I instantly went well that's 99 quid of my uh, next month's wages gone you won't regret (laughs) it
1: I tell you I I just I mean it weighs a ton it is just one solid block of whatever it is they they use um and it yeah i'll tell you you know when you buy something there are sometimes you just buy things because you you know you want to buy something you know or you're a completist or something catches your eye and then sometimes just every now and again you you buy something and you just absolutely love it Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean there's no regret of like oh why did i get that didn't really want it no there's none of that (laughs) i just i opened it and i just thought uh, you know, this is just beautiful. I, this is a, something I'm just really, lo- you know, gonna gonna be pleased to have in my collection, and it looks great on the shelf. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: And the thing that I like about Robert Harrop is, although they have done a couple of the modern Doctor Who, the, you can get the David Tennant figure, can't you? And um, yeah, oh, don't get me wrong, I'm not too hot on those ones because the no, face I'm sculpt not. is a little uh. bit uh, weird. But the I really like that they haven't just ploughed through. And and have done like the modern TARDIS from the recent Doctors and all that stuff. Yeah. Which they could have potentially done as a bit of a money spinner because, you know, especially the Capaldi um, era that we're in now, there's potentially more money to be made from that stuff because that's more in the public eye at the moment. Mm. But I really like the fact that they've just gone back and they've chosen sort of classic Who figures. And this TARDIS in particular, it's... Um, I, I can only go on the pictures that you've put on Facebook and the pictures off the off the website, but just the effect, the, like, the painted effect on it, and all the tiny little details. I can see it your face really, grinning from ear yeah, to ear. I was just look- going to say, I'm
1: just, I just cannot stop looking at it. It's, it yeah, it's all weathered. It's, uh, yeah. it's based on the Pertwee TARDIS, so it's that nice bluey TARDIS yeah. that he had. It's got the black door sign and it's slightly wonky um the the police public call box signs at the top are all sort of weathered and you know it just it just looks
0: amazing yeah I,
1: I can't stop gushing about it
0: and they've also got on the front where you've got the actual doors just at the top of the doors they've got these little little tiny little wooden i'm not sure oh, what... that's
1: it yeah yeah the little bits i know what you mean yeah. yeah
0: so all those tiny tiny little details that you wouldn't imagine would be there on a on a on a the little scale model like this, they've really sort of analyzed sort of every angle and detail from the Pertwee TARDIS. And it's, yeah, I'm, I'm completely with you on this one. I think it's one of the best things that they've done. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably be joining you with in ownership of one of these as long as I haven't sold out.
1: Yeah, well, this the t- is the thing. This is the thing because there's been a couple of, of their figures that I've just sort of held back on and they, they are always limited. So I think the TARDIS is 400. Uh, the malice, as you know, I <laughs> oh,
2: really God. regret
1: not getting Then he made 150 of them. Um, the sea devil that you've got sold out. And that was one I really wanted because the one that I was, I always wanted the TARDIS the most. And then I was going to get the Yeti, figure was the next one i thought oh, yeah, yeah. go the tardis then the next month or whatever whenever i can afford it i'll get the yeti mm-hmm. that's just sold out so i am oh, like, no, no, they're all selling out so Crikey. that's kind of what pushed me and i thought no i'm not missing out on the tardis just in case i'm just going to order it now yeah, um, yeah but no you won't regret it honestly just even just taking it out of the box it's just like wow you know um and yeah and if listeners if you want to see it i'll i'll put a picture on the facebook so you can have a look it is uh it's a real
0: beauty, yeah, yeah. it looks great, yeah, yeah. and I look, still... it
1: would look very good next to your sea devil mm.
0: <laughs> I've still got my eye on the uh, the sutek figure as well yeah, he's good, isn't he yeah, yeah, yeah
1: I'm wondering what because um, these are presumably they'll be bringing out some more figures this year, so I can't wait to see what they bring out. Mm. Um, I agree with you about the. Like the Doctor figures, unfortunately, the faces aren't quite right. I don't think so.
2: Um,
1: The sort of humanoid figures, if you like, never seem to be as good. But then you sort of get the other figures like the, you know, like the Zygon and like you said, Sutek and all that they seem to be absolutely spot on. Right so there does yep. seem to be a little bit different, but it's just the doctors. I think they haven't quite got the faces right on them, but, but the other figures are outstanding, aren't they? Yeah. I think I've started something here and it was a ama- delivered amazingly quick as well. So I'm like, Oh, I already want to order some- something else from them. But
0: yep. yeah, yep.
1: Must resist. It's not a good thing when I'm on my own. <laughs> I'm out of control.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Cause you've got nobody to sort of rein you back in a little bit.
1: No, that's it. I've got nobody here. It's like <laughs> doctor and the donor. You can stop now. Now.
0: yeah <laughs> Cause I'm like that. I'm I'm sitting there on the sofa sometimes in the evening, I've got my laptop and all my wife can hear is me going, Ooh. <laughs> and as soon as she hears that, she's like, Nope. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Close that laptop because I know you're looking at either eBay or Forbidden Planet or something, just put it down. And I'm like, Yeah, but but Yeah. This she's like, Nope She's not too bad to be fair. She's not like um But she she does sort of remind me of to be sensible now yeah. and then that she's a she's like a torch in the dark because I'll, <laughs> I'll just i'll just be happily clicking away bosh 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 and it'll be like a thousand parcels turn up throughout the week <laughs> bankrupt and all that so yeah but no I love, I love it mate that tardis is beautiful so good good purchase on that yeah
2: i
1: am i'm, ha- I'm really happy with it i
0: have to say yeah uh, you know money aside or whether it was a
1: yeah, I could. when I'm at work, I'll just be thinking, well, it's all good because that's, that's why I have a job. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like sometimes you just think, oh, why do I have to go to work? But all I'll have to do is think of that TARDIS. I think, yeah, it's all good. That's what I do it for. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Until like, I'll have a black eye next week with the other half's back. <laughs> What's this? <laughs> no, I won't really. <laughs> What's this? I'll cool. be like, I've always had that. That's been there for years. Look how old it looks. I'll say. Wow. Well, i won't get away with it you know that don't you probably not (laughs) no i won't i know i (laughs) won't anyway um so that's what i've been up to what what have you been doing mate after your extravagant week of binge watching last week
0: yeah it's really light compared to last week in terms of watching who um so yeah we've obviously watched the the review um uh, episodes curse of Mm Peladon. um i've been reading through um i wanted to finish it but i've only read another little piece of it but um the latest Doctor Who magazine. I've read the interview with Terence Dix.
1: Oh, that's good, isn't it?
0: That's a fascinating read, that one.
1: Yeah, it really is. I, I really like it. I can hear him saying it, can't you? You just,
0: it's mm-hmm. so him. Yeah. Yeah. Very distinctive. Um, you can't mistake hearing Terence Dix, can you? No. Um, so, yeah. he, he
1: says something about Baker, doesn't he? Who is it he's going off about? And I thought, oh, that's really interesting. Um, he's so honest about it. Is it Tom Baker or is it somebody else? It will come to me. Anyway.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, yeah, he does. Who is it? He go. He starts not sort of being derogatory, but he 's quite honest about one of the doctors it's it's either baker
1: it 's not Pertwee because he liked Pertwee.
0: Um, it might it 's not one of the directors is it yes it is it's um it's the, it's the two the, the two um it's the producer and the the writer that were there when he joined that 's it and yeah, they yeah. they went off didn 't they They left to go off to to i t v to do something, and he was over the moon when they left because they, yeah. they he felt like they were stifling his um sort of creativity a little bit and that's it. Yeah. But he's very honest, um, cracking like interview, cracking yeah. media. So that was good. Um, yeah. watch an adventure in time and space or in space and time? Can't remember as always. <laughs> and, uh, yes, yeah, mate. Um, Oh yeah. Thank you all so much. I've got loads of uh, tweets and, uh, Facebook, uh, messages about Sarah Jane adventures. So mm. uh, I think I've got a, a massive thumbs up from everyone that, that contacted me. So, uh, thank you for that. I will, uh, i will pick it up in the next week or so
1: yeah do yeah, yeah. give it a watch yeah, yeah. you'll like that mm. so that's me buddy yeah, yeah.
0: not a bad good. week i
1: guess not a bad week no yeah, and it's... we're well we're on wednesday at the minute but it'll be friday by the time the podcast comes out so yeah we're doing good aren't we We've still got another half a week in uh, time in Land. <laughs>
0: we have indeed and yeah. on that shall we land the tardis and get some news done let's do it Uh, first up, unfortunately, we have to say goodbye to a couple of people from uh, the classic years. Um, the first uh, is uh, Rodney Bennett, who um, who was actually one of the um, directors from Classic Who. And I think he, from reading this, he, he directed uh, around 10 episodes of Who, I believe, um, ranging from um, The Centauran Experiment, you know, which was his first one back in 75, um, and did also things like The Ark in Space, um, uh, The Mask of Mandragora, that sort of thing. Um, but a real um, uh, sort of really well uh, sort of revered, uh, revered uh, director from the classic years because um, the, the stories that he did direct, and I, I know especially The Ark in Space, mm. uh, is often viewed as a real good Baker classic. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and if you've, any of you guys that have seen The Ark in Space, I'm not just saying this, but it is really, really well directed, that one. Really? really, really well. So um it's a shame um uh that Mr. Bennett has passed away. Um he, he was eighty-one. Um, so we say goodbye to uh, Rodney Bennett. And we also say goodbye to Philip Bond. Uh Philip Bond um died uh also this year at the age of eighty-two. Um but he was uh he appeared in a in a uh, as um in a bunch of episodes very early on in the Daleks. Um, oh, so yes. Hartnell's second story. And, uh, and then he went on to play a couple of other little parts, uh, just after that. Um, but he was, um, uh, he played the role of Ganatus, um, which was, uh, you know, the whole, ori- you know, the origin story of the Daleks and so the Thals and, you know, the other dudes. Uh, yeah. so he played, um, a reasonable part in that. And, uh, yeah, so he was he was one of the guys, where uh, back in the early days of Who in the Hartnell era, he was one of the guys that you would have seen on screen a few times in those early stories. Mm. And uh, yeah, so we say goodbye to Philip Bond as well. 82. 82, yes. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, In other news, um, those of you that are budding writers, uh, (laughs) Pseudoscope Publishing are seeking submissions for an upcoming short story anthology, uh, which raises money for charity, and it's called Time Shadows 2. Um, So I think they did one last year, these guys, didn't they? Uh, Which raised, it says here, nearly $900 for the Enable Community Foundation. um, And that was called... Time Shadows. The first I think one. We, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think we may have mentioned it actually we
2: did. way back yeah. when.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, if you want to get your submissions in, uh, the deadline and outline, we'll put a little link in, in the description, but it's um, it's February the 28th that submissions need to be in by, I think. Is that right? Deadline for Outlines? Yes, it is. Yeah, for Outlines. Yeah. Um, and basically, yeah, they're saying, you know, uh, Time Shadows 2 It's going to explore past, actions and future consequences of the doctor his friends and enemies um and reflect on how they lived to fight another day it says (laughs) so there's quite a wide scope of of subjects you can you can use as inspiration for your short story and as i say we'll put a link in the in the uh, show notes that will give you a bit more information on how long it needs to be and that sort of thing so Hmm. i know a lot of our listeners are not budding writers i'm forever seeing (laughs) fan fictions being written and and planned out uh on youtube from a lot of our listeners and stuff so if you fancy doing that um, it's all as i say it's all for charity so it's all all in a good cause <laughs> and uh, yeah it'd be nice to get something put in there if you, if you feel like you've got a good story in in you so yeah time shadows Two, all for charity it's all for charity
0: yeah and we also spoke a couple of episodes ago about the uh, the <laughs> penguin book doctor who the illustrated adventures Oh or, yeah, yeah. Also asking for fan submissions for stuff. So there's plenty of stuff out there at the minute for you to get your teeth into. If you're creating artwork or stories or all that stuff, it's a good time to get your stuff in the public domain. Yes, yes. Yeah, so do it. I think that's going to do for news. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have got a bunch of stuff to talk through from characters. So I know yeah. the Daleks are carrying a particularly big tray this this week. <laughs> 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 Just them <came> in. <laughs> Merch Corner. Merch Corner. Merch Corner. <laughs> I don't know whether to be impressed or disgusted. It's a bit rubbish, but it's pretty. It's very pretty. A couple of weeks ago, no, a few weeks ago, we were saying that we'd only seen a couple of figures for the 2017 lineup from Character, and I believe it was the 10th Doctor in his tux. That's it. And the 12th Doctor?
1: Yeah, there was like two
0: versions of him, wasn't there? That's right, yeah. yeah. And we thought, wow, 2017 is going to be a really quiet year then mm-hmm. from those guys. However, at the recent Toy Fair, was it New York? No, London, London Toy Fair. When's the New York one? Oh, I was later in the year. So London Toy Fair, um, character were there and they had loads of their uh, stuff that mm. they're going to be bringing us for 2017. And it's okay.
2: <laughs>
0: mm. um, it looks fairly... Stuff. It, a lot of it, with the exception of the Capaldi figure, some of it just looks very samey. Like we've seen this sort of <laughs> thing quite a few times before, especially things like the Sonics and uh, the Tenth Doctor. You know, it's pretty much a. I'm not sure if they've changed the sculpt or anything, but it looks fairly mm-hmm. similar to the previous Tenth Doctors. And uh, the, the the TARDIS interior that they've they're going to bring out is that the, the ninth doctor one is it oh
1: uh, well i think they're classing it as the 10th but the it, tenth, it could right. be either couldn't it yeah, yeah that
0: looks okay um yeah but if this is if this is all we've got for 2017 it's a, a tad underwhelming for me mate what do you reckon it's um what about the capaldi figure it doesn't look too bad
1: the, the i think the capaldi figure is a big improvement on the last one it's, 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 it's to be honest it's the only thing out of this whole bunch that i'm really excited about um or even will buy maybe excited about some bit of an exaggeration but no i think they've done a good job with the capaldi figure because the last one that they did they didn't get the face right on it i mean he looks so miserable <laughs> i don't know if you ever saw it i did um yeah. but this one yeah no it looks the, the face sculpt looks decent from the photos um there's two variants of it they're pro- both pretty good um there's sort of one in checkered trousers which i quite like the 10th doctor in tux i mean oh a lot of people seem to like this figure, but it does nothing for me. Um, it To me, the body sculpt looks just like the Pertwee figure that we got in the B&M sets last year um, with the bow tie, uh, with Tenant's head stuck on it. Um, I don't think it is, but that's what it looks like. So, yeah, I'm really underwhelmed by this because the rest of it is just stuff that we've had before. We've got the 10th mm. Doctor Sonic, which has been reissued God knows how many times. Um, we've got the journal from... Um, what's the episode the the one where the doctor turns human family of blood and so his journal
0: that's right yeah
1: um which is really nice actually the only thing is uh i've got this it it's got like all the pictures in it that you see in the episode, like all the doctor's faces and, and stuff like that. So it's a nice little journal, but do uh-huh. be aware that there's only about 10 pages that have got stuff on. The rest of the book is blank for you to <laughs> fill in. Yeah. Um. And it used to come with a pen. And I think this time it's going to come with the master's ring. So, yeah. So a slight variation on that. But again, I'm sure that's all been out before. Then we've got this weird Sonic with interchangeable heads or whatever it is that came out years ago um Mm. I've absolutely no idea why they're re-releasing that um and then we've got yeah and then we've got the 10th Doctor's console um so yeah it's a real mixed bag it seems like basically they're just churning out some of their older stuff that maybe people may have missed the first time around I can't imagine any Doctor Who fan hasn't got the blimmin 10th Doctor Sonic but yeah there you go um but yeah I'm for me, the twelve Doctor figures I'll probably pick up. I might get the um, <clears throat> excuse me. I might get the Temp Doctor console, possibly because I never bought it when it came out. Um, but then again, I don't know. It's quite big. <laughs> Have I got room for it? I'm not sure. Yeah. but yeah, it's quite nice for anyone that didn't get that the first round because I think is it doesn't look that great from the pictures, but I do remember seeing it back in the day yes. when it was first issued. I think it was quite nice apart from the cardboard walls. Um, so yeah, it's it's a real. Sort of mishmash of releases. Um, I don't know if we're going to get anything later in the year, but
0: there's not really
1: anything that exciting there. I have to be honest.
0: No, not really. And uh, we forgot to mention the new, the stretchy Cyberman. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, the stretchy Cyberman. Yeah. Um, now I think we might have different opinions on this because I think it looks blimmin' awful, but
0: you quite like it. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't look great. Let's be honest, it doesn't look like um. Oh, wow. But you can take his arms and legs, and you can stretch them really, really. It's like the old Mister Stretch.
1: Yeah, um, Stretch Armstrong. Remember yeah. that? Yeah, it's that
0: kind of thing. I just, I think it's just something mm-hmm. different, really, rather than churning out another Cyberman figure. Yeah. They've done something a bit more, a bit fun with it. So I think <laughs> yeah, it would depend on how much it is. If it's more than more than the tenner, then. It can stay nice in the box on the shelf, but mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it, I would. Uh, for me, overall, the character stuff has, has been a. It's just meh for twenty seventeen. Yeah. There's nothing at all that's really leaping out of me, th- and I'm thinking, wow, that's a that's a definite pick up. That one. It's mm. nothing's just jumping out, especially the Sonics. I mean, they've been churning out these for for years. I can't I can't fathom why they would bring out another newer version of the tenth Doctor's sonic it's um
1: no i mean the thing is a lot of this seems to be centered around the 10th doctor as well i Mm. mean when did david Tennant leave years
0: ago ago. yeah and and
1: and they sort of seem to be concentrating their new range um quite heavily on him um it's it's a bit strange Mm. i mean i'm not as i said i'm not knocking it i know people love the 10th doctor so it's good to have some a new figure of him or whatever, but I mean, how old is that episode um, yeah. that that figure's from? And they're only just releasing the figure of it. It just feels so much past the you know the time. It should have come out years ago, not now.
0: But anyway, yeah, yeah.
1: there it is. It is what it is,
0: as we say. It is, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's going to well, do. I for, do like the new twelve. Yeah, yeah, he's not too bad actually. Yeah. Not too bad. That's going to do for merch. Right then, I'm trying. Right, what mm-hmm. voice can we do? There's a raft of voices in this one. Um,
2: There is. Adam.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What are we going to do this week,
1: buddy? (laughs) I'm imagining you now with a really big collar, (laughs) like in a jar. (laughs) Um, Well, I'm just going to say, Arun, 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 (laughs) Arun. It is, of course, the Curse of Peladon.
0: What are you doing to Arcturus? Someone has disconnected a vital part of his life support system. I'm trying to save him. Now, please, leave me alone.
2: Think that should do it? Have you succeeded? Yes, you'll be all right in a moment.
0: This is the work of Agador. This is the work of a skilled technical knowledge. Your medieval monster, Hepesh, would simply have tried to smash his
2: protective globe. What are you suggesting? I reject the accusation. Yes, of course, you would. But nevertheless, you can't deny that you do have the necessary technical knowledge. The technology of Centauri is competent enough. And so is that of Earth.
0: Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> the Third Doctor there essentially saying, I'm busy, bugger off. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much, yes. Right. The Curse of Peladon. Uh, this was out in Feb. Uh, it finished at uh, the end of Jan until the start of Feb 1972. Wow, before I was born. Aye. Uh, a nice four-parter from the Third Doctor era, uh, directed by Lenny Main, written by Brian Hales, with Terence Dix overseeing the script. Hey. Hey. Uh plot on this one uh, It's quite simple. Um, uh, the planet Peladon uh, is uh, about to join the Galactic Federation. The only part of this story I'm not too fond of because it sounds too Star Trek-y. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, they're on the verge <laughs> of joining the Galactic Federation. Uh, and so a bunch of delegates turn up in order to oversee um, the joining of the Federation. Um, however, there is treachery afoot because okay. one of the king's uh, supposedly trusted advisors, uh, Hepesh, uh, is basically uh, sabotaging the whole thing because he's very old and set in his ways and doesn't want to have this new fandangled uh, way of uh, their planet being involved in the Federation. So he's basically uh, he's trying to uh, publicize the supposed return of their, uh, the curse of Agador. Which is mm. a beast that will turn up to kill them all if they uh, don't renounce their uh, their want to join the federation. So the Doctor and uh, Joe uh, kind of pretend a bit naughtily to be um, uh, the representatives from Earth, and they obviously uncover the plot, save the day. There are there are a few people. Uh, well, there's a couple of people that die in this one mm. uh, along the way, but uh, yes. That's essentially the plot. And uh, what do you reckon to this one, mate? Then overall. Um,
1: so did you say earlier this is the first time you've watched it? Yes. Oh right, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah no, I, I've yeah. It's probably only my second time. Maybe okay. I, I watched it when it came out. Um, and when we put it on the list, I remember saying to you, "Wow, I don't remember that one." it has got that thing with the you know the one eye, the green thing in it, <laughs> the funny voice. So yeah, it felt it felt almost like the first time I was watching it. I really didn't remember much. Um, I thought it was an, an okay watch um i wasn't i'm not it's never going to be one of my favorite stories this i don't think i wasn't blown away by it um there are bits of it i like um i do like the actual storyline itself i think is quite interesting um and certainly different for you know different for doctor it makes a change to have rather than an invasion and all that it's quite nice to have this sort of almost political storyline but not to shove down your throat if you know what i mean yeah so um i found it an okay watch a little bit hard going at times um, but I thought performances from some of the cast were good. Um, the main cast mainly, um, <laughs> yeah, so just a bit in the middle, really. I just sort of got to the end of it and I thought, yeah, that's okay, I enjoyed it. Um, wouldn't put it up there as one of the best in the Pertwee era, but it had some good stuff going on,
0: yeah. What about you all? Okay, I would I would class this one as a gem, really, of okay. the Pertwee era. I really mm. I thoroughly enjoyed this one. Did you? Yeah, like you I wouldn't put it up there with the absolute best of Pertwee. Mm. However, I don't consider it too far off. I thought it was a, mm. a really really just a it's it, it it's it's a bit of a conflict in some ways because some people may view it as well this is potentially some of the worst of classic who because all the things that Non Doctor Who fans will say about Classic Who, like, "Oh, there's the aliens look ridiculous. You know, the sets are Mm -hmm. awful, the effects are terrible, the acting's really bad. You know, all those things. All of that stuff is in this. Mm. (laughs) You know, all of the that critique that non Doctor Who fans put upon Classic Who, it's all in here. However, it makes it amazing. It, It really does. That everything is just." I don't know. It all all just suits the story, Mm -hmm. and everything is there, and it's all. And one thing I do like about it is, in some classic Who episodes, when you do have a bit of an oddball alien in it, and there is maybe (laughs) somebody doing a bit of an odd voice, or there's a really bad set that's built. Something sometimes you can see in the actors' faces that they're potentially not taking it as seriously as they could be because they know it's all ridiculous. In this one, I think everybody is really going for it, and I don't think there's anybody in the cast that's thinking, What is all this about?
1: No, that I I will agree with that. Um, I think one of the notes I made is, How on earth are they keeping a straight face? (laughs) because they do seem to be really like invested in the story. Um, the performances, I mean. Yeah, everybody in it. Well, there is somebody in it I think's a bit rubbish, but um everybody mm-hmm. in it is definitely taking it seriously and it it can't have been easy when they've got like I mean the voices from uh Alpha Centauri and um what's the guy in the jar? A something the guy in the jar. Uh, artorius is it? Is that how you say it? artorius arctorius the guy in the jar. <laughs> talking like that I mean those two together when they start speaking is enough to make anyone's ears bleed. um oh. but to actually act in front of that thing I just don't know how they give such a convincing performance so I've got to hand it to Pertwee especially
2: mm-hmm.
1: um for really you know um being great in this considering what he's acting against um so yeah I, yeah I mean, it I didn't, obviously didn't have the same effect for you, but for me, it really took me out of the story. Like so I'm not normally too bothered about things like that, but hmm. this voice, I mean, Alpha Centuri's voice <laughs> just really it drove me nuts. It's bizarre. Um, yeah. The other thing just made me laugh, actually, but there's a bit where Alpha Centuri's Going crackers, she's having a meltdown, <laughs> and you to the point where you want somebody to, you know, to, to slap her out of it. I think Joe snaps, doesn't she? Joe's like Alpha Chori, for God's sake, or something yeah. like that, because she's going mental. Um, and I was just like, I thought my television was going to explode at that point because <laughs> the voice was just ridiculous. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know, it, it, it maybe I wasn't in the mood. I don't know, as I said, the second I've watched it it, it, it just I found it a bit hard going. I well. I wasn't absolutely invested in it. Um I find it a bit gloomy, you see. I think like the sets are so dull in it. Right. Um yeah. that I really sort of I don't know, I find I find myself drifting off a lot in it. Um but I love there are bits of it I do like and I love the fact that the ice warriors are in it. Um you get to see them in all their green colorful glory. Yeah. Um and it's good to have that variation with the the ice lord Um, which is a very simple mask but so effective i can always think he's a great design and yet it's so simple Mm -hmm. um so it's great to have them in it and it's nice to have a slight twist to their character isn't it you know they're not the bad guys for once Mm -hmm. well not really um and all that sort of stuff so there is there is stuff going on there like and and as i said or as you said um cast are definitely taking it seriously which is uh can't have been easy i think i mean when elvis Centurio walked on set i think he didn't originally oh or it's sorry didn't originally have its cloak um and looked a bit rude and they said oh gosh we have better do something about this <laughs> um so it can't have been easy i think to film this um so kudos for those guys for for making it as good as it is and i know yeah like you said you really enjoyed it and i know a lot of our listeners enjoyed it from the comments so yeah
0: but i don't
1: know <clears throat> I, I found myself drifting a bit
0: okay there was one bit also that i found hilarious and that was the suit that the agador monster was wearing it's a bit like a panto fluffy suit <laughs> you know
1: oh yeah yeah what when he the when he doctor hypnotizes it Yes, that, that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah,
0: because yeah. yeah. throughout the episode, I think maybe due to camera angles or so on, the the Agador beast actually looks quite big and menacing. Mm. But when at the very end, where it comes in and it's like a fluffy dog, and it's taken, it's quite fond of the Doctor. It's I like quite that small and you think yeah, doesn't look so threatening now. <laughs> no I, know.
1: I like that. He's always like become the doctor's pet. It Would have been good if the doctor had taken him with him I think. <laughs> Do you know they you say about the costume they they say in the production notes that um it originally had like eyes. Um you know when you sometimes buy a birthday card and it has like stuck on eyes that when you shake <laughs> and they move. Like oh, yeah. Plastic eyes with bits yeah, yeah. moving. Apparently it had them on. Oh no. And they were just like oh not sure that quite works. So, so that's why it's kind of got no eyes. When you if you look at it, it's kind of they're there, but you can't really see. They've taken off the plastic eyes. That would have been horrendous, I think. <laughs> They'd oh, have been yeah. Yeah. moving about and jumping across the screen. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So overall then, I think Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed it because it, mm. it it's got all the good ingredients for classic who It's got all the good stuff there. And it yeah, it's a bit of a different story as well. Like you say, it's not a case of the doctor's stuck on earth because um you know the time lords have condemned him to to that or you know and he has to save an, Im- you know, an imminent invasion and all that stuff it yeah, kind of yeah. picks up nicely and uh, although the doctor does mention later on that the tardis was on route wasn't it to somewhere but he said it's no coincidence that they ended up here at this particular time on this particular planet and he suspects
1: they're still interfering, doesn't yeah. he? He's yeah. like, "Oh, they're still controlling the TARDIS, then, making me think I arrived here
0: by yeah. accident." Yeah. yeah. Mm. And uh, so that was that's a nice little addition there at the end. Um, and I thought the story. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a nice because although we're 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 watching it and we can see that something is going on, and you almost immediately suspect one of the one of the. The, the advisors so Torbis and uh, Hepesh have a big old ruck don't they oh yeah near the funny. beginning and uh, yeah. uh, uh, the king king Peladon we don't know his proper name do we but King Peladon yeah uh, he um he sort of puts a stop to it and then Torbis gets killed and then you kind of think well you know Hepesh he's a, I don't know, he's a bit of a bully you know bit he's shady a bit, isn't he yeah interfering. Shifty. so mm. you kind of I, I kind of suspected him. Towards the end of episode one, start of episode two, I thought he's, he, him, yeah, he's up to no good. That guy. So, and it's kind of for us, we we know that somebody's, you know, doing something, sabotaging stuff, and you kind of suspect it's him. But it's really good to watch the the performers, uh, the actors going through that kind of classic who done it. Mm. You know, it's it, it's great to you. Almost want to shout at the screen. It's like it's him. That's yeah. what I mean. It is a little bit Panto. You do want to kind of scream. It's yeah. him behind yeah. you. It's it's him. So I found that one of a, a really great aspect of it when I was watching it. Yeah,
1: and no, I agree with that. I like it's like it when um, uh, Arturus is you know uh, has been <laughs> sabotaged and the doctors really going at it to try and save him and all that uh, in episode two. I think isn't it? That was quite yeah. good because you're like, well, he's done that. Who's uh... Who would not love Arturas? <laughs> Who would dare do that to him? So, yeah, no, that, that is quite cool. I mean, you, the Ice Warriors are there to, to obviously make you think, well, it's
0: got to be them because they're the bad guys. So yeah. that's quite, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's quite cool. That was um, another interesting little take on it as well. The, the, the Ice uh, Warriors, especially the Ice Lord, actually saying, you know, we, we're going to save the Doctor's life because he saved us. It's an interesting take on I it. I like it? that. Yeah, I really liked that bit. Yeah, because I think Joe kind of gets up in his face a little bit and says, mm. you guys are all about war and violence and all that. And we then find out that they, they've actually turned a corner since the Doctor last you know, met them and so on. So they're all about peace now and promoting peace and all that, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it, I, there's a lot of good ingredients I found in it. It's a lot of uh, good stuff to watch them will come on to Perch in a little while, but he's, he's really good in it. But, uh, um, what did you think to, so you mentioned the sets of all a bit dark and gloomy. What did you, what did you think to the, the sort of direction in this and then, and how it was paced and so on? Cause I didn't think it was too bad these, these all set based stories can feel a little bit slow at times. And this one was in a few places, but, mm-hmm. um, who was the director? Lenny Maine. Lenny Maine. Did you say? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I thought the direction was very flat. I think that's one of the things I'd, I I found made it hard going, I thought. Because the sets are very dark and gloomy, and they look cheap. Um, but that's nothing new to Doctor Who. I mean, as I said, it doesn't bother me in the slightest. But I don't think they were utilised particularly well. Um, I mean, the way it's shot is not very exciting, I didn't think. Um, but I love the design of the statue, for example. So there mm-hmm. are bits in there like, you know, the statue of Agador, mm-hmm. I think, is, a very again, very simple, but quite scary looking thing so i like that uh it's good cliffhanger actually at the end when at the end of episode one where it falls down on the doctor or you think it does so that's quite cool yeah um i liked the stuff at the beginning actually um although i know it's clearly a painting or whatever but i liked all the stuff where the tardis lands and (laughs) probably unintentionally comical but they step outside the tardis and it just falls off a cliff and the doctor's like, ah, don't worry about it. It's fine. I'll get it later. I'm just like, what? But it did make me laugh the way it's rocking about. And they, I that I probably wouldn't have stepped outside to be honest. <laughs> I probably would have gone, taken a look out the door and thought, actually it looks a bit rough out. Maybe we'll just, I'll park it somewhere else. Um, but I quite liked all that stuff. You know, I love the model work of the TARDIS. I thought it looked, right. looked great and, um, and very of the time. So that was nice. And yeah, so I like, I like the start of it and all that sort of stuff. But yeah. Firstly, direction-wise I thought it was a bit bit ropey, a bit flat myself. Um I'm glad it's a four-parter. I think this has been a six-parter. Yeah. I think I would have it would have really it didn't have enough for a six-parter. Um but it works quite well as a four-parter in in terms of the story. But yeah, direction didn't have much flair to it, I didn't think.
0: Yeah, it was um it it was a, a bit slow and a bit flat in places for sure. Mm. But I don't know. I think in for me this one it it almost suited the story for me yeah. because it was about because there are episodes or stories of who where there it, it's more about the action and the fast paced stuff mm-hmm. and and it's and it's meant to sort of keep you gripped and so on and then there are others like this one where it almost had like a unicorn and a wasp feel to it where it's more about a series of conversations with people rather mm-hmm. than big action scenes and so on yeah so yeah. I felt that f- I felt that it was quite the pacing was was about right, and it it did slow down a little bit, but that's kind of classic, who isn't it? There are, especially when you have things over four or six parts, there are you can't be glued to it every second. Mm. Well, potentially not anyway, but uh, so I th- you know I thought it wasn't too bad. It, it did fall flat in a few places, not enough for me to sort of reach for the phone mm. and start looking on Twitter and stuff like that. But uh, yeah,
1: I thought the p- pacing actually is not too bad. Mm. Uh, I, I do agree. Pacing's okay because, like I said, there's enough sort of going on. Um, yeah, it's more direction for me. Just mm. thought it was a little bit, don't know, a little bit yeah,
0: boring. Yeah. And and what about the storyline? Now, it, the complete coincidence for for choosing this one in terms of what's going on in the UK right now in terms of mm. you know <laughs> uh, politics and so on. I'd never seen this one before, so I wasn't aware of. It, does, it mirrors the UK quite a bit at the moment, which I was completely yeah. unaware of. I must admit, but uh, it does have quite a strong sort of political undertone to it, doesn't it?
1: It does, isn't that strange? When we're talking about a story that's forty-five. Uh, would you say it was seventy? So forty odd years old. Yeah and nothing's changed still <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah oh dear
0: yeah, yeah no that is true isn't it it's is true we're still it's still very, very relevant mm. yeah 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 it's essentially we've got Peladon. i mean it's kind of it's almost like a reverse thing because at the uk at the minute we've got a huge upheaval with <laughs> the whole brexit thing and people not wanting to be part of of uh of Europe and so on. And we've kind of got that with Hepesh, you know, he's, we've got the opportunity, they've, Peladon have got the opportunity to join a bigger, uh, to join Europe as it were. Mm -hmm. And you've got, you know, the, the, the majority vote, which is the King and, and Torbis before he died and all that lot saying, yeah, we should do it. It's going to be great. But then you've got the, you've got Hepesh who's not for it at all. He's like, no, 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 it's never going to happen. So it, 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 it is very similar to what's going on at the moment, and when I was watching it, I was thinking, "Crikey, you know, people are going to think we've chosen it because of what's going on." But I promise you, it's a it's a coincidence because I hadn't seen it anyway. Yeah. But um, it's very interesting to see what you know, like you say, how forty odd years later, it's you know still was relevant today. You know, the political side of things as it was absolutely, you yeah. Know? yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I quite like. I mean, it's not all of it, it's not that's not the driving force of the story this kind of political aspect of it it's not about Mm. that it's more about um it's more about sort of deception and you know trying to do the right thing and but it's it it, you can't ignore those political undertones
1: no and actually that is one of the things i do like about it is because it's not really in your face is it Mm. it's not sort of really blatant but it's all there um but yeah Yeah. it's it's quite nicely i said undertones rather than yeah than uh,
0: anything else yeah yeah, and then story, sort of overall, the story sort of gets, I wouldn't say the the main part of the story gets lost, but because the opening, the opening scenes where the, all the delegates are there in front of the king and then the Doctor and Joe turn up and so on, all it, the, the story does all kick off around, uh, you know, Peladon, you know, the king and Torbis wanting them to join the Federation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's about that, but then it kind of, And sort of weird things start to happen. So because of Hepesh, you know, faking this whole spirit of Agador thing and people are dying and there's, things are getting sabotaged. It almost then becomes almost a, you know, a a, a sort of hunt to find out who's behind it all. So Mm. the, uh, you you have obviously Alpha Alpha Centauri who's constantly whinging about, (laughs) you know, not being safe and and all that stuff. But you have the Doctor and Joe and then you have the Ice Warriors uh, and, um, in a way, the King, I suppose, um, all all trying to find out, you know, the situation about who's killed him and what's going on and and all that stuff. It almost, the, the, the main part of the story sort of takes a back seat after sort of halfway through episode one or definitely after episode one. And then it's all about that you know, something is afoot, something's not right, and they suspect him, the doctor suspects the ice warriors, but it's not them. They don't know what's going on. And and then when you find out it's Hepesh behind it all, then it's a case of the whole panto thing comes into it. It's him, it's him. <laughs> yeah. Turn around, it's him. <laughs> uh so story wise, it all I really, really enjoyed the the story aspect of mm-hmm. it, because it's quite simple. It's it's definitely a simplified. Oh, it's very easy. yeah. It's easy to follow. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely easy to follow. Yeah. It's like yeah. a Cluedo. It's like Cluedo meets Doctor Who meets mm. Star Trek, <laughs> almost.
1: And it is. A, and it isn't. An, um yeah, as I was gonna say, and it is an easy watch, isn't it? I mean, I didn't like I said. I I did find it an, an enjoyable watch. I didn't sort of love it or hate it, but it is an easy watch. I think this one you can just plonk it on and follow it quite easily. Yeah, you know, in terms of the story, it's written nice, you know, nicely like that. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yes. Let's talk about some characters. Shall we? Yes, I think we should. What about? <laughs> there yeah, certainly um, are some characters. There are in this. some characters. Yes. Uh, let's talk about some of the the delegates. Then the aliens that turn up. Um, <laughs> so there's <laughs> there's two of them that arrive, who are, yeah, extremely extremely funny and i'm i'm 99 sure that they're unintentionally funny (laughs) yeah i don't yeah um so the first one is arcturus Mm. now when i was a wee lad i think i must have been about six or seven years old i remember pestering my mum for a particular christmas present and they came in purple and green colors and they were called boglins Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> any any anyone listening who's grew up in the 80s or the early 90s will know exactly what I'm talking about. They're essentially these little rubber yeah. hand toys, hand puppet things. And you uh they well there's this thing called Arcturus who lives in this clear dome thing. Um he uh <laughs> he kind of, he's like he looks like a cross between like a, a typical skull that you would see in like a science room at a school or a, a museum that's been covered in sort of late sort of green goo and rubber, and these funny little arms that that stick out, and um, his eyes are his eyes are fixed, so because of the budget and so on, um, yeah, so like the the budget and so on, it just makes it, his face look ridiculous. so it, if you've seen Boglins before if you if you've never seen him just google uh just put Aces toys boglins whatever and you'll see exactly what i'm talking about but the eyes because of the budget the eyes don't move so it looks like this sort of constantly stunned little green gooey skull thing with these funny little rubber arms sticking out and uh he's in like a acrylic plastic dome thing and that's got like green water sort of you know running out the top and so on and uh yeah, it's one of the in- most interesting designs I've seen in Classic Who. For- it's just
1: the fact he goes so mad in the jar as well. Like when he's screaming, cause he's got a very, he's another one that's got a high-pitched voice. He's going mad in there, isn't he? I, I do remember those toys. I had one on my desk at work. Um, uh, I don't know where it came from. Someone just put it on the desk. Um, this is back in my old job, actually. Yeah, so I don't know if you can still get those things or if it was one... An old one, but yeah, but it's funny, isn't it? When he's going mad in the jar because he's literally, it's as if someone's got a stick underneath the puppet and they're just shaking it around because he's he's having,
0: yeah, he's got anger issues. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. He does, uh, uh, Hmm? yeah, he's sort of screeching, isn't he? And he's there must be like a person underneath the thing and it's like shaking, shaking, shaking the it pocket. It's got all this
1: goo coming down the dome as well just to add a little bit of yeah. extra effect. In there. It's hilarious.
0: Yeah. It's, so it's an interesting design. It is interesting, yeah. But it's hilarious to look at. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. you have to see past yeah. it, of course. Uh, and then we have uh, Alpha Centauri, or Alpha Centauri, uh, who is voiced by um, uh, Isan Churchman. Who also did the voice of um, all, all the spiders in Planet the of the email? Spiders?
1: Oh, the spiders! Yeah. Oh, golly! Yeah, that that makes sense. Now you can hear it in your head.
2: Oh, you can link God. the two together.
0: Oh, yeah. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now this is an interesting <laughs> choice. Spiders. This one, and I know that you're going to agree with me that it's completely ridiculous. <laughs>
1: yeah 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 for a minute there I thought he was going to say it was good, yeah I do I, don't, I, I every time I watch it, I just sort of think, why did when they were sort of going for this, why did they think that was a good
0: idea? um because it, it is ridiculous, it's ludicrous, yeah it is, and I thought I'd heard it all when I heard the voice of light in Ghostlight. <laughs> I thought that's an interesting <laughs> character choice there, but then after oh, yeah. watching this, it's like well it's, completely normal in ghost light now but uh it, it it's very very odd um i mean it's quite cute in a way because she's like this little insecty thing that's sort of hopping up and down and she's mm-hmm. you know, a bit of a mess the whole time because she's constantly scared of something and or yeah. it's constantly yes yeah that's a good point actually the doctor does say that it's not a he or she it's a uh, it's a something 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 something
1: it does say isn't it yeah, yeah.
0: so it, it's a very interesting direction to go with this character it's uh, anyone that's not seen it you, and you you know and you plan on watching it it's you will have to pause it for a few minutes while you pick yourself up off the floor <laughs> after you stop laughing it's really really funny
1: are are either of those guys in the the next one the monster um, of Peladon. the monster of because
0: i I don't know, did you go on and watch that one? Because I didn't. But, no, I uh, didn't, know. uh I am i will sure, do at some point. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that um, Alpha Centauri's in it, in the monster. Ah,
1: right. I'm, not, I'm just wondering, because yeah. they would have preserved the costume, wouldn't they? So I'm just wondering if, because the eye looks like it's starting to get a little bit
2: yeah.
1: battered by the end <laughs> of the episode. But I'm just wondering, did it survive to the making of... Uh,
0: it did, uh, yeah.
1: It, oh, so she's, she's in it, is she? On, she right? is, yeah. It's a voice by
0: the same it, person as well. What's it called? The Monster Return- of The Monster of Paradise. Yeah, ah, yeah. Um, Arcturus is not in, in that one, but the Ice Warriors wow. are back and Alpha Centauri and Agador's back. and uh, But yes. Hepish, of course, is not. Yeah. <laughs> he's been. It, he's been. Killed. Got, he got a tasty backhanded, didn't he, off Agador. Hagedor, that's quite, that's quite funny though,
1: because the doctor just lets him ravish him and then just slowly sort of says, oh dear, that didn't mean that to
0: happen. It's like, well, you did kind of <laughs> kind You'd, of unleash him. You did, yeah. You sort of led him in and then let him have a tear up and then, and then he's like, oh no. Oh, look didn't what he's done. Look, oh no, He look.
1: basically does all the, you know, the doctor uses him to do his dirty work for him basically Yeah, and then just sheepishly goes, oh dear.
0: Yeah, well, I would have grabbed him by the scruff. Well, it, yeah, Put his nose he does grab it.
1: him by the horn at one point. <laughs> he leads him away. Excuse the expression. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just looking at a picture of um, <laughs> of uh, the monster of Paladon. And, uh, well, the, it's a still from it. Yeah. So, yes, it looks like the, the costume did survive. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it's even the same cape i don't know anyway i may have to go on and watch that at some point i'm kind of intrigued although i hear it's not as good yes so a lot of people saying it's not as good but i i don't know i have watched it about yeah. years yep. ago can't yep. remember
0: yep. yeah okay let's talk about the ice warriors then so we have we have a standard ice warrior don't we mm-hmm. who is called sorg i believe Sorg, and then we have the ice lord or, yeah. or an ice lord, and he's called Is Leah?
1: yeah, I was I'm not sure. He's, he's sort of is,
0: yeah, something like that. Yeah, and I like these dudes in it because I was very surprised. I thought that they would be up to skullduggery and yeah. all sorts of nastiness, being ice warriors and so on. However, they actually play a key part in keeping the doctor alive because they, mm-hmm. you know, there is a the uh, one thing I do like about it is the is when the Doctor first sees them, he immediately is, you know, the shields go up. Yep. And then afterwards when he's talking to Joe, he says to her, you know, they're not to be trusted. They're bad, bad people. Mm. And then the they have a bit of a face off, don't they? So that clip that I played where Arcturus has, he's been sabotaged, his little, um, you know, mobile unit, whatever he travels around in. And then, the ice warriors come in and they see the doctor and they immediately think that he's the cause he's been tampering and and all that. So there there is this sort of confrontation between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, you know, it's because uh, the doctor does save his life at the beginning. So when the statue of Agador crashes to the ground, it's the doctor that's noticed it and pushed them out of the way. Yeah. So he saves them. And then they obviously recognize that later on. They say the doctor saved my life. So, you know, I will, I will reciprocate, but it, it, I do like that confrontation between them. But they're also that kind of mutual respect towards the end. Yeah, you know, and I know.
1: like the fact we get a bit more depth to the Ice Warriors, don't we? They, you know, they're, they're sort of fleshed out even more than we've had before, which is really nice. Um, I just it occurred to me actually, the Doctor does also save um, Arcturus, um, but he doesn't repay the Doctor so kind, does he? he tries to shoot him at the end of episode three. <laughs> <laughs> I may just realise that. an ungrateful little tank he is
0: yeah indeed
1: (laughs) but I never I didn't quite get why the doctor when when we get to episode 4 so the doctor says oh he tries to shoot the doctor doesn't he and then the doctor says ah right Hepish must be behind it but I didn't quite make the connection I don't know if I'd missed something there why does why does Arcturius try and shoot the doctor make the doctor realise that Hepish is behind it Or I didn't get the connection there because he s- suddenly realises it, it all becomes clear to him, doesn't he? But yeah, I hadn't quite got my head r- around that. Uh, I'm sure that I'm sure it's all there. As I said, I may have zoned out a little or something, but um it seemed a very quick. He seems to sort of very quickly realise what's happening at the start of episode four. After that, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and again, I'm- unintentionally funny when he tries to shoot the Doctor, isn't it? It's like <laughs> as soon as he gets out the the rope
0: pit or whatever it is they're fighting in, yeah. Did you um? <laughs> did you like the little demonstration that Octaurus gives as well earlier on, where, where uh, Alpha Centauri and Arcturus are in their room? I assume they're sharing bunks, but um, they're in their room, <laughs> and uh, Hepesh is in there, and Alpha Centuri's banging on about, "Are we safe? Are we safe?" All the rest of it, and uh, that's,
1: that's when she's going mad. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and Octaurus is like, "I got this. I've got this." And then he basically says, check this. Gets his laser out, melts a statue. And he's like, what are you worried about? (laughs) (laughs) Besh is like oh cool cool i'll leave it to it. <laughs> yeah yeah i did find that funny <laughs> yeah just that little demonstration as if to say like just watch, watch this watch just watch this really i've got this <laughs> and then he ends up getting battered anyway
1: <laughs> i was gonna say maybe he should have tried that when he was yeah. getting sabotaged where was his laser then that's <laughs> what i thought you
0: know i thought well you know old uh Oh, Billy Big Nuts at the beginning. Like, no (laughs) one's going to take me on with this laser. And then before we know (laughs) it, he's got wires hanging out and he's going. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I hadn't Uh,
1: thought of that. Yeah, I forgot about that.
0: No. Oh, God. So, yeah. So, I like the ice. Back to the ice warriors. I like those dudes.
1: Yes, they're very good in it. It's, uh, it's interesting to see them in colour as well. I mean, they, you know, they, they, they do look good. I mean, like you said, the modern audience would probably be like, oh, God, you know, what a terrible suit or whatever. But I think they look good. I like the design of them. Yeah. You know?
0: yeah. One thing that is interesting, actually, is the audio. So on, the, on this one, whenever there are scenes with the Ice Warriors in it, it's kind of dominated by um, Islia or Islia. You know, he talks like this. All yeah. you can hear is that hissing sound all the time, <laughs> even when he's not talking. They sort of leave the mic on, <laughs> and it picks up because the actor's obviously breathing in that style oh, as well yeah, that yeah, whole that's time.
2: Right.
0: <laughs> like but that, is it? Yeah. What's interesting is in the next one, the monster of Peladon, they do away with all that, ah, so you right. don't hear all the hissing and all the breathing and everything like that. Um, but I thought that was quite creepy. I, I, yeah, yeah, uh, it yeah, is creepy. It's yeah. almost like a Darth Vader-y thing. You know, you hear the mm. breathing all the time, and it's quite cool. So, Ice Warriors, check. Yeah. Good. Let's talk so, about, before we get on to the, um, the, the trio of uh, Paladonians, Paladons, Paladonian people. Well, I like Paladonian. yeah. Uh, let's talk about the, um, the incredibly stupid soldier. <laughs> oh, that uh, the one that can't speak. One that can't speak and Grun. He's very, very not very good with the whole um putting across urgency with somebody. He just waves his arms around a lot. He's like, oh, yeah, oh. It, it, it's quite sweet that the doctor sort of forgives and forgets. So after he gets <laughs> after he gets thrown in the pit and has to fight <laughs> Grun, yeah. Um, after that, the doctor just seems. No, never mind about it. He's, you know, because he tells Grun to come with him, doesn't he? To go and get Agador towards the end. Yeah. Um, But so, yeah, I mean, Grun, uh, you can, I can see why they can't, why that character's in there, because he's meant to be just like the big, dumb, brute, muscle-bound soldier that's got no brains, but just does as he's told, because Mm -hmm. he's not got the IQ of like the, you know, the higher ranking people on Peladon, so he's just a big, you know, buffoon of a soldier, but... Um. Yeah. It. I. I don't know why they. They make the character. Be that way. I don't know why. Why that was needed. Particularly, it's a bit in the story. weird, isn't it?
1: Yeah. I mean, ooh, I don't know. It, who's the guy? Gordon Saint Clair playing Grun. Um. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't. I mean, he's okay. Um. I mean, when they're having that fight, <laughs> it's quite good to see the Doctor getting deep down and dirty. I mean, he does actually have a proper good old scrap the third doctor doesn't he although it's half the time it's um a stunt double a Stunt double, yeah <laughs> it's probably um uh, who would it have been Stuart fell or someone like that probably but anyway yeah, yeah but it's, it's quite a good little scrap they have in that rope pit isn't it like the doctor does properly uh get stuck in <laughs> <You> <laughs>
0: he know, does there's get, no yeah. messing
1: around you know the old bouffant's getting <laughs> ruffled and you know. now,
0: i was disappointed though that we didn't see the doctor in a in a headlock or something, and then he's doing the big Wurzel gummage, oh, yeah. bulbous oh, eyes, no, sorry, yeah. boss-eyed, bulbous eyes.
1: Oh yeah, he doesn't
0: do anything. Face. He doesn't do anything, does he? <laughs> no, he doesn't do anything. No, that's true. I have not thought yeah, of that. But he uh no, it's none of that. Yeah, but he does have a good old ruck though. He doesn't. He does have a good ruck in this. yeah. He doesn't back down. And I thought the end of that fight was hilarious, where. He just Put essentially he the rope. ducks out of the other way and his head goes through that. <laughs> the rope. Now, this reminds me of what we were watching after we
1: finished recording the other week. If you dubbed some music onto that. I bet it would be hilarious. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Just to let Alice's that the other week after we finished recording, me and Gary found some uh, hilarious <clears throat> clips online that Gareth Roberts did with Clayton Hickman, uh, which are now <laughs> hard to find. I think they were removed for copyright reasons, but. Basically, they've just chopped and edited some old Doctor Who and put like Benny Hill music on it and stuff like that, and we were having a good old chuckle. And I think they could have easily done the same with that scene,
0: and it would have would have been quite funny. <laughs> it would have been hilarious. That yeah. yeah. So yeah, I thought he was okay. I wasn't quite sure why they made the character sort of um, you know overly you know can't talk and he's a bit of a bit of a stupid idiot. Yeah, um, I don't know but he was okay um, let's talk about
1: <laughs> just imagine him reading <laughs> his script so yeah excited about the part yeah. Uh, Gordon <laughs> yeah <laughs> very much so yeah can I have the script I need to learn my lines ah yes <laughs> <laughs> just opening it up Ugh. Uh, uh, I think I've got it <laughs> yeah
0: Brunt waves his arms
1: yeah it goes mad yeah
0: I think I've got this one Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about um the the three Peladonian peeps then so we see right from the off uh, which is uh, Chancellor Torbis Hepesh and King Peladon who we never know his actual name he's just known as King, King Peladon, Peladon. Um, so I really like the acting at the beginning they're really going at it so Hepesh and Tor- Torbis screaming at each other you know and the, the King's <laughs> having right. none of it he's like you two
1: enough yeah. cut it out
0: yeah yeah and I really like that because it sets the story off really well. So we know that uh, Peladon joining the Federation is not going to be plain sailing. So we've mm. got uh, Torbis and the King who are on the same page. Torbis has advised him that this is going to be a good thing, and that you know they'll they'll benefit from joining. Cross out Europe. Insert Galactic <laughs> Federation. And then you've got um, Hepesh who is very, very vocal in saying it's a rubbish okay. idea and no one's yeah. going to go for it. And mm-hmm. uh, so that's his kind of cue then for the audience to click that he might be behind, you know, the the upcoming sabotage and so on. Yeah. So those three, I think, act very well together. And if we talk about Torbis, he only has a small part at the beginning, but I feel mm-hmm. kind of sorry for him because, you know, he, he winds up dead. <laughs> yeah. And, uh... Yeah, that's like the the king's, it's almost like uh, a symbolic, it's like the king with like the angel and the devil on the shoulder. You know, you've got one of of them saying, do this, do Mm. this, it's the right thing. Mm -hmm. And then you've got the other one like, you know, sort of underhandedly saying it's the wrong thing, but for his own selfish reasons, you know. He's like, you shouldn't do it because I think, you know. So I thought I quite liked that aspect of the story. But uh, uh, Hepesh and Torbis, you know, um, Jeffrey Toon and uh, Henry Gilbert, both you know very good old school, you know, theatre actors. Very, very good at sort of shouting their lines and you mm. know getting quite abrupt and and all that. So
1: I thought I thought Hepish was good. Mm. Uh, Jeffrey Toon, yeah, I thought he was like like you said earlier, um, playing it very straight. You know, quite. Quite believable in the part, considering yeah. he's under that silly costume. Um, yeah, no, I thought he was good. Hepish and uh, Torbis is fine. Uh, like I said, he's not in it very much. Um, page to script, dead. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but um, but uh, <laughs> no, but no. Hepish is quite good. I think he plays. He's quite villainous without being too over the top. So you, like you said, you immediately suspect him, mm. but you don't sort. There's nothing certain there. He's not sort of outright evil, but you can tell he's a little bit shady. He might have some plans of his own and doesn't like it if he doesn't get his own way and all that so yeah but yeah good good
0: performance i thought from jeffrey toon thought it was quite good and what about david Trouton as king Peladon? (sighs)
2: Mm,
0: dear in one of the most ridiculous costumes you've ever seen in your life first he stood up at one in one scene and i thought is that his legs (laughs) or is that part of the costume i can't tell and then a bit later (laughs) on he's got like thigh high boots on
1: yeah, and, and he, a
0: big buckle belt. Yeah, and you he, and he can't really see, you know, any any big wimers going on. There's no pants on show. He's just got like a, <laughs> a frock on that's like waist high. And then he's got thigh high boots, I thought. This don't c-. forget the blonde wig. Yeah, yeah, and the wig and the nice big uh, cream colored collar, which is very fetching. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's very bizarre. It is
1: bizarre. It's extremely
0: yeah. feminine put it that way.
1: It's yeah, it's very feminine. It wouldn't look out of place in an old 50s Flash Gordon episode <laughs> or whatever whenever they were done. Those old black yeah, and white. Yeah. yeah, it's very over the top and um old fashioned. Um and yeah. Uh, ridiculous. Yeah. It is ridiculous. There's no other <laughs> yeah. way
0: to, to describe it. It's uh yeah, and it, it wouldn't look out of place on one of the female characters. No, but it wouldn't. See, no. Yeah, it's um yeah. It's just bizarre, but his performance, though, um, not too bad. He was quite convincing.
1: No, I didn't really yeah. like him in it. He was, uh, like, I thought, I thought he, it was alright. I thought he was the weakest one in it. Really, he's just there's no gusto to his performance. So he's, he's just a wet lettuce. <laughs> I don't know if that's intentional though. Maybe, like you just said earlier, he's got he's sort of playing devil's advocate. So maybe he's got like the good and the bad guy on each shoulder, and he's this sort of weakling in the middle that can't decide. And all that. But I, I found him really weak. I was just like, oh, you know, um, grow a pair, mate, for God's sake. Uh, did you say that earlier? I'm not sure. Can I say that on the
0: podcast? Grow a pair, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. You said it earlier, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, I just wanted him to man up, mm-hmm. man up a bit, you know. Um, I, I thought his performance was a bit weak. I mean, his acting's okay. Um, you know, he's not bad by any means. Um, it's funny because he's, he's sort of got that Patrick and obviously he's got that sort of, wispy voice a bit like pat drown as well yeah, so yeah you know you can tell he's um, pat's son but yeah i don't know I've, i just thought he's a bit weak in it i don't know if it's the character or, or his acting i'm not quite sure um but he he yeah he's just a bit i didn't really warm to him i just wanted him to sort of man up and do something like even even in episodes three or four whatever it is when he's getting i think the bit you're on about when he stands up and he's trying to, you know, have a go at them. And yeah. he's just so weak. I'm just like, no one would listen to him. Um, yeah. So, yeah, for me, he's he's a bit, he's he's, he's the sort of weak link in it.
0: Well, maybe, maybe that's the point of his character. Maybe he's been brought up as like Possibly. A, you yeah. know, a king that's had everything done for him. And he's got these yeah. advisors around him. So he doesn't really have to make too many decisions yeah. and stuff like that. So when it comes to the crunch and he has to decide, he's not used to, you know, having to go through that without people around him to say, cause he only ends up with Hepesh and he's, he's a baddie.
1: Yeah, that's true. It's a good point actually. Yeah. Maybe he's supposed to be a bit weak, but yeah, I don't know. He didn't do anything for me in this.
0: I thought he was okay to be fair. I thought he was quite convincing mm. as the, uh, the constantly under pressure King mm. never, you know, doesn't know what to do. And he's trying to, you know, he's taking advice from people. He doesn't know what to believe at one point and he was okay. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, yeah not bad. Hmm. Joe Grant. Ah, oh, great. Katie Manning, she's brilliant in this. Oh,
1: she really is. She's totally grown into the part uh, by this point, is not she? I mean, she's just really great. I love Joe, uh, Katie Manning, Joe Grant. Probably one of my fave companions,
0: actually. Yeah, and she has a pretty decent part in this one as well. Yeah. She's quite key, so she... Uh... The doctor sends her off on these little missions, which is quite good. Mm-hmm. Not not one of these doctors that just confides her to a room, tells her not to wander off, and all that. He's like, "No, you go and do this." And I mean, there what was... does he introduce her as? The Princess of TARDIS or something? The Princess of TARDIS, yeah, yeah, quite nice. <laughs> um, there was one bit actually where a doctor's doing something and he tells her not to go and do that; it's extremely dangerous. But other than that, you know, he's happy for her to go off and do some reconnaissance stuff she breaks into the ice warriors uh chalet (laughs) Mm -hmm. and uh has a look around Uh, she has a good old chat with the ice warriors actually about the doctor Mm. um yeah she that's what
1: i like about this you get to see a bit more they Mm. give her quite a bit to do but also katie gets a bit more because you know early on as the companion she's a little bit like she does sort of follow the doctor around and was very often written as you know, immediately gets into trouble. And, and like in this story, she does get to be a bit feisty and she stands up to the Ice Warriors. And I think she acts all that really well, actually. That's what I meant when I yeah. said she's grown into the part a bit.
0: Yeah. Mm. And, uh, she, yeah, she's, I just think she's really, really good and she, she is quite key in, you know, to the story. And the king's all over her. He's like, yes. Oh, he is, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's only known her five minutes and he's like, stay here. We'll get married. Yeah. The That's whole funny. thing's wired. <laughs> she's like, no, I don't know. No. I think she's tempted though a little bit. I think the, the, when the doctor asks her at the end, he's... actually, she's said there aren't many
1: women in this, so he hasn't got much. It's either it's either Joe Grant or Alpha Centuri, so maybe thought I'll, I'll nab Joe while well, uh, well I got the chance.
0: <laughs> Alpha Centuri, well, she's just he's gonna... in the
1: in the waiting in the wings.
0: That's just constant earache, isn't it? From her,
1: <laughs> Couldn't you imagine? Yeah,
0: the microwave goes off. She. Burst into a fit of bloody fear. It's like, what's that? What the hell's going on? <laughs> um, but yeah, it, interestingly though, he says that his mum was of Earth. So how did that? How do we think that happened then? Oh, he says to Joe that his mum, the king oh, says yeah. that his mum was from Earth. So that's yeah. interesting. We didn't we didn't find out any more about that.
1: No, I'd forgotten that. It's true. Hmm. Hmm.
0: But she's she's a little bit tempted, though, isn't she? She is a little bit at the end. A little bit, yeah. Mm. Uh the ending's really funny actually when they say like let's go off and watch the coronation of the king and stuff. Yeah. And then the real representative of Earth turns up and I like, like that. Like a Scooby Doo moment where they sort of backtrack out into back out into mm. the corridor silently. And then yeah. the off. Yeah. Nice moment that. I liked that.
1: I thought that was a good little end way to end it. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: And the doctor then, Mr. Pertwee.
1: Yeah. Very good in this, isn't he? Uh, I think, again, um, for him just to act the way, he, as well as he does, opposite some of the stuff in this story, I think, just shows how good he was. And I love Pertwee's Doctor when he makes things, uh, that thing that he uses <laughs> to hypnotise the monster when he's singing his little Venusian lullaby. Oh, yeah. a yeah. uh, You know, I just... <laughs> that's what I love about Bertwist Doctor He's very gadgety, makes stuff. Um, great moment when he hypnotises Joe unintentionally as well. I love that little scene. Um that's what's great about Bertwis Doctor and and um Joe Grant, Katie Manning. Is that, that those little moments that we have between them and in every sort of story um just make them such a great pairing, I think. It uh, does. Yeah, this sort of uncle looking after, you know, uncle figure mm-hmm. um to, to Joe, I think is 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 really charming. Yeah, but he's great in it. Really like Pertwee in this one.
0: Well. Yeah, he's good. He's a really good doctor as well, Pertwee. He's he is. Fantastic doctor. And uh, he has some great little scenes as well. I agree with you as well. I really like that he's a, he's a tinkerer and a, mm. and a fiddler <laughs> of things, you know. And I've, I think they tried to bring a little bit of that back with Capaldi, didn't they? So in yeah. in his TARDIS, he has like a workbench in Capaldi's TARDIS, doesn't he, where he's got loads of bits. and but, Yeah, I like that. But, but they never really – he doesn't really – do that in the same way as the third doctor, who doesn't tinker and reverse polarity and do all that stuff that that he did. But it's, um, but no, I think Pertwee's great in this, got no complaints really.
1: Actually, someone pointed out, um, in the comments the other week when they were talking about how the doctor used to check on the TARDIS before they leave, um, like in never Charge, he said, Hang on, we haven't checked the readings before the we leave. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think Pertwee does that at the start of this story, if I remember correctly. So, so well, let's check what's out there first, let's yes. not go blundering out there. Which um, is ironic, really, considering that they then walk out and the Tardis falls off a cliff. But he does actually say at the start, "We better check," um, and I like—I do like that as well. I like the fact they're very gadgety. Yeah. Um, you know, they you know like all, all the sort of instrumentations on the Tardis
0: and all that. So yeah, he, he's very good at that. Mm. Before we move on to scores, um, I really like the opening scene, where I know they didn't have a lot of money to do it when they were on the side of the cliff and mm-hmm. and all that, but it I. They've got like a nice matte painting of the, of the what is it, the, the palace or the castle or whatever, whatever it is yeah. up the top of the cliff. And that looks quite cool. And when the, the Doctor and Joe are climbing up the cliff and they've got the lightning strikes and they've got a massive wind machine, it looks like, because they've been, mm-hmm. you know, blown away. I thought that was really, really good. Yeah, How I liked cheaper? the intro. Yeah. I like the start of it as well. With yeah. next to no money. Mm. It's good. It did look good. Anything else you want to mention, buddy, before we get on to our score of-
1: um, only that I think we may just have found our future cosplay for the next convention we go to. I think one of us <laughs> oh. could be Alpha Centauri and the other could be uh Artic- Art Arcturus. Arcturus, I can't say his name. Yeah, can you imagine us going to convention as that?
0: Oh mate, do
1: you know what? <laughs> you could get your, your <laughs> gobble box or whatever he's got what's he called? Goblin Boglin. Boglin, yeah, yeah. get a boglin off eBay and just put him in a dome. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic, so look out for us at the next convention in uh, our cosplay. You won't be able to miss
0: us. I tell you what, mate, I wouldn't. I, I I don't think I could do Alpha Centauri because having to keep up that voice for the whole time, that would be draining.
1: <laughs> no, you can be. You can be um, Arcturus. I'll oh, I'll be Alpha Centauri. Oh, okay. Um, what can I use for the head?
0: See if I can find a lampshade or something, or I've got a fish bowl. <laughs> I'm sure you can fashion something up. I'm sure I can
2: Yeah. <laughs> <Nice> big. Uh, <laughs>
1: rip the curtain down later and make a nice cape oh perfect yeah perfect That's so there we go we're sorted for cosplay did you uh, know
0: no, yeah. did you notice the king's upgraded costume at the end where he goes off to do the the coronation he's got that huge silver collar oh yes purple. I did yeah, notice that very yeah. flash
1: collars are very in on the peladon aren't they yeah. yes I did notice that Very nice. Very nice indeed.
0: (laughs) So nothing else, mate. No,
1: we're all good.
0: (laughs) I think it's me to go first. What a lovely piece of music. Beautiful, yeah. I think it's me, isn't it? It's you this week. Yes, I'm going to give this a 7.5. Oh, thought you'd be higher. Yeah. Hi, hi, hello, hello. Well, I'm a, <laughs> I'm going for a
1: six point five. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty. Reasonable. I thought you were going to be. Yeah, I thought I thought oh, well, you're going to be much higher than me this week. But no, that's that's cool. Yeah, Re- reasonable,
0: reasonable. Mm. And what did our lovely listeners think?
1: Yeah.
0: Um. On Facebook, we didn't have any audio reviews in this week. So, uh, oh on... no,
1: I was really hoping somebody would come in with a silly voice audio clip.
0: Not enough effort being made, mate. Uh-oh. That's a problem. Yeah. <clears throat> right, on Facebook. I thought you were going to do a voice <laughs> thing. Lewis Palmer. you were
1: gearing up for something.
0: <clears throat> Lewis Palmer says, Alpha Centauri is the best thing that has ever graced planet Earth. <laughs> All hail Alpha Centauri. Uh, he says, anyway, uh, it's impressive at creating a lived-in world. It's one I return to as it's an easy watch and Pertwee is excellent and it's highly compelling. Uh, it's a really nice scene with the Doctor and Joe near the end. Uh, which always makes me smile. Uh, the lullaby to Agador is fantastic. Um, somebody on YouTube actually added lyrics to the tune of the song, and it sounds really cool. I'll have to check that out. Uh, <laughs> find that. Uh, he says, uh, there are some really interesting and great aliens in this one. Um, the aforementioned god that is Alpha Centauri. Um, the target novel um, has some cool illustrations, which are worth looking at, uh, especially during the fight to the death. Uh, overall, it's a great slice of We eight out of ten. Oh,
1: right. Big fan there, Lewis. Yes,
0: he says, but let's never speak of the sequel they made a couple of years later. Oh, dear. Oh, I'm kind of intrigued to see it, though. Mm. Mm. Uh, Sammy, Sammy Satine says, so the third Doctor and Joe arrive on the, pla- on the planet Peladon uh, who are looking to join the Galactic uh, Alliance, but someone is sabotaging their efforts. Uh, King Peladon is okay, as are his advisors. Agador is quite sweet. After being hypnotised by one of the Doctor's gadgets, uh, the Doctor needs to make more gadgets, damn it. Yes. Uh, I like Alpha Centauri, and it's nice to see the Ice Warriors. Joe is good. She investigates, and it's lovely to see the Doctor's genuine affection for her. Uh, Pertwee is excellent. Um, ruffled self. Uh, love the cape. Uh, she gives it an 8 out of 10. Oh, high score. Cheers, Sammy. Jeff Waddle says... Uh, It's all a bit of an oddball story. Yes, we know it's an homage to the EU farce, and as such, that's enough in it to hold your interest. Uh, The lack of money to spend on the special effects or aliens gets in the way, but it's better than the six-episode snooze fest which comes later. Uh, Hmm. Alpha Centauri is uh, just a small, can't say the word, uh, in a ripped, can't say the word, though. Uh, Seven out of (laughs) ten. Check out our Facebook page if you'd like to see what he says. Um, I always ruin this surname, so I'm very, very sorry. Uh, Maria uh, Calatocchio. I'm mm. hoping that's correct. Anyway, Maria says, uh, I love the Curse of Peladon. Uh, what's not to love? It's great seeing the Ice Warriors in colour with that marvellous hissing before they speak. Uh, inverting it and making them the goodies is a nice twist. Uh, it's quite a lot yes. of lightness in the script with Joe and the Doctor, which is nice, but there is one bit where he tells her to be Uh, just do as I say there's a good girl where I might have told him off Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, King Peladon obviously fancies Princess Josephine from the off and I quite like his conflicted king role Uh, there's Hepesh and Torbis fighting for the king's attention Alpha Centauri like a dizzy aunt and it's a murder mystery I quite enjoyed the politics of it all as well Um, and it makes a change from just aliens invading Uh, the fight was great to watch too good old Terry Walsh Oh, Terry Walsh of course stunt double Yeah. Uh, Joseph Howarth says, love, love, love this story. It's honestly one of the best stories to showcase the third Doctor's relationship with Joe, which I consider as a father and daughter type relationship further proving that they're one of the best TARDIS teams in the classic series. Mm. Uh, This is a fantastic story overall. Uh, The sets of Peladon are absolutely amazing. The fine attention to detail from the corridors to the chambers, as well as the cave where Agador dwells, you really do believe it is a real place on a real planet. Uh, While I do think King Peladon is a sympathetic character in his play to perfection by Adam's favourite actor, David Troughton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he can be a bit of a wet blanket though, uh, just a nitpick uh, just a nitpick of mine. Otherwise, he's a brilliant character. Uh, Hepesh, while not a real villain in the story, I think uh, the best way to describe him uh, that he's not uh, good, but he has got good intentions on uh, wanting the planet to go back to their traditional roots. Uh, but he's going about it the wrong way by sabotaging the peace mission. Um, as well as to kill Actorus in the process, leaving a very iconic death at the hands of Agador himself. Uh, please tell me I wasn't the only one who thought about first viewing of the story well, that Alpha Centauri was a woman. I swear to God, Alpha Centauri's voice is so high that it sounds like a mixture of Mickey Mouse and Martin Price from The Simpsons. Mm. <laughs> uh, it's interesting to see the Ice Warriors not being villains in this story. I just love everything about it. One of my favourites, 9 out of 10. Wow, one of his favourites. Um, just to clarify,
1: David Trouton is not one of my favourite actors. Um, yeah. After a very vicious stage door meeting. Anyway, moving on. Yes.
0: Um, and to um, just to pick up on Joseph's point there, um, I think quite a few times I referred to Alpha Centauri as her or she, which yeah, is same incorrect. Here. So yeah. apologies. It's yeah, uh, Grant Smith. Uh, the show could do with a sequel where Peladon debates leaving the Federation as an allegory for Brexit, yeah. mm. which we mentioned yeah. earlier. It does, it does tie in quite well with what's going on now versus yeah. the original concept of the UK joining Europe. It's all good. Mm. Um, Jason Thayer. Jason Thayer. Jason Thayer. Jason Thayer I love this story it has cheap effects but there's a certain charm to it Uh, yes Alpha Centauri is a bit annoying but it's a wonderful story and you can appreciate the effort my score is 8 out of 10 Okay, yeah cool and that will do for Facebook oh actually no we had another I'm very sorry one of our listeners um, Adam Pink uh, sends in a direct message so he says you've picked some cracking stories so far this year Uh, I love the curse of Peladon Uh, has some of Pertwee at his best as well as Joe the characters while some are rather annoying, naming their names are interesting to watch. Shame its sequel isn't so good. Uh, hoping under Chibnall, we could have a return to Peladon story. Uh, given the situation we're in at the moment politically, it would be nice to see Peladon going through a similar thing. Overall, I love this story. A highlight of 70s Who, 9 out of 10.
1: 9 out of 10. I'd love to see how they did Alpha Centurion, the modern series, wouldn't you? That would be amazing. That would be amazing. Thank you, Mr. Pink. Indeed. Anything
0: on the Geek's Handbag page?
1: Yeah, we had a couple on the old Geek's Handbag. So Patrick Sherwood says, uh, I love this story. It's one of my favourite Third Doctor stories. I think it's really good. Joe is good, and I quite like the Ice Warriors. I thought they were good, as well as the story. It's so great. I think it's not the best, but overall, um, I'd give the Third Doctor Doctor story a squeaky little friend a nice 8.5 out of 10 squeaky, you, little, Patrick. Friend. A squeaky little friend uh, Charlie Turner says it's uh, an interesting one if he does say so himself um, his only gripe I have with it is the ice warriors yes it's nice to see them again after the seeds of death and in color for the first time but why oh why did they have to sound more human in this do they I'm not sure um, no. I mean okay I like them better when they had a whisper and a hiss effect but it's a big, but them sounding like they do in this story doesn't suit their character at all. Love John Pertwee and Katie Manning as they deliver good performances. Might be my favorite TARDIS duo next to Patrick Troughton and Fraser Hind. Uh, I think he says, I'm going to give seven out of 10. It sounds appropriate for the story sure. because of how interesting it is as a whole. Um, I'm not sure about the uh, Ice Warriors. I thought they sounded okay in this. I don't know. Maybe I need to go back and watch the other ones. Hmm. Um, Aaron Ball simply says, one of my favorite John Purley stories with a smiley face. Ash White, a great little story. And finally, Max Baird. Baird? Baird. Not sure. (laughs) Hi, Max. Says, this story is definitely a fun one. Heavy on intergalactic politics, which are very interesting to me. Incidentally, that's probably one of my favourite things about the Star Wars prequels, but I digress. Alpha Centauri's voice is ridiculous, but other than (laughs) that, no major faults and nice to have a non-unit-based Pertwee story. Max gives it 7.5 out of 10. Nice one, Max. Yeah. So a lot of love, really. Yeah. I kind of wish... Kind of wish I loved it more. Feel like I'm missing something. Feel like you guys are watching it in another room, and I'm just on the outside having a fag. Yep. <laughs> Except I don't smoke. But no, I feel a bit out of the loop. Seems like I'm missing something in this story.
0: You hadn't had uh, a few beverages before this one, had you? No, no, no I don't. No, no.
1: Maybe I was just a bit tired, not in the mood. I don't know. Just didn't grab me. But it was all
0: right. Maybe when we do our our revisit series <laughs> in. Twenty twenty four or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe when we watch it again, we'll view it differently.
1: When when we both are actually in a cryogenic cryogenic
0: chamber, and we look like Arcturus.
1: Yeah, doing the podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I reckon that's going to do for. you So thank you so much as always for sending in your um, your thoughts on our review story, and I think we're going to do there for one two six. E. <coughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you for sticking with us and listening through this week's episode. Thank you all for sending in your thoughts and reviews. Uh, some pretty good scores for The Curse of Peladon. Yeah. Really good. Uh, yeah, so I am now intrigued, as you are, buddy, on the on the sequel that came later, The Monster of Peladon.
1: Yeah, although it's the sixth parter and everyone says it's really boring, mm. but... I'm mm, a little bit intrigued.
0: Yes, just to see if uh, Alpha Centauri is as ridiculous.
1: <laughs> is it? The, I assume it's the same actress doing the voice. I mean, we'll get to it I eventually. Guess, yeah. We'll get to review it. But
0: yeah. yeah, she's still alive. You know, she's 91 years old. Is she really? Yes. Mm, wow, that's good. Uh, so, yes, some good stuff. Remember uh, the submissions that um, uh, time shadow. Uh, time Shadows yeah. two are looking forward we'll put a link in the show notes to that so if you are a budding writer uh, then do get your stories over and you'll get that in print
2: mm-hmm. which
0: is good and uh, if you end up picking up any of the character stuff that they're launching this year uh, do send us your pics. let us know what you think of them mm. yes. indeed head over to our website www.bigblueboxpodcast.com you can listen to all of our previous shows on there plus you can link off to all the social stuff and give us a like and a follow, and all that stuff on there. You can also link off to iTunes uh, if you're. A, you can subscribe there so you never miss our show or drop into your iTunes every Friday morning. Mm. And if you are an iTunes listener, if you could spare a second and jump on and give us a review, that would be fantastic because that helps us out loads. Remember to check out Adam's channel, The Geeks Handbag. Yeah, do a search for that on YouTube and Facebook. Yeah. We'll see lots of uh, lots of cool stuff there, and I'm assuming we'll see one of your uh, Tardis, uh, Harrop Tardis. I you? think I'm going to have
1: to yeah, do it, right. I'll have to go do that. I'll tell you what, you are going to see. Got some of those new Titans arriving Ooh, soon.
0: Cool, yeah, unboxings. Woohoo! <laughs> Woo-hoo. Yeah. So yes, check out the Geeks Handbag. All good stuff there. Next week, we've got an eleventh Doctor story. What is it? Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> what is it? Night um, Terrors. That's it. So uh, <laughs> send us in your reviews for that. Yeah. <laughs> Got yeah. about next week. <laughs> Indeed. Right. Until next week. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And remember? Hello. Hello. Hello.